Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. It's a particularly busy time of the year. If you folks have been listening the last couple of weeks, you know that we spoke about the fact that the first flush Darjeelings from 2011 had just arrived. Also, we'd gotten some new green teas from China, and we were busy testing them out. So busy, in fact, producer Terry Clark is not joining us today. But we are joined by a very special guest. I know we were planning to talk about chamomile tea, but we got the opportunity to speak with a tea luminary. George Jage, the founder and president of World Tea Expo, joins us. And to talk about the World Tea Expo, we talked about the fact that I am going to be headed there. It's sort of the first of the big buying trips that many of us take to see what's coming up for the upcoming year. George, thanks for joining us on the program. Hey, Manish, thanks so much. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing you here in three short weeks. Yeah, you're busy right now, ain't you? Uh, very much so. I mean, this is the, you know this is what we do uh, doing the the trade show, the World Tea Expo. We've certainly uh, grown our business a lot over the last twelve months. But you know, this is this is a busy time of the year for us, just getting all the screws tightened down and all the all the buttons sewn up. And um, you know, but we're very excited. We had a record breaking year last year at the expo. Uh, we're expecting great things. Our attendance is on par from what it was last year, and we're seeing some great buyers registering for the show. We've got some great new companies, and and this year especially. Um, we've really seen a surge in the amount of new products that are coming out in the marketplace, and, and that's always a big, big factor that draws people to the show. Indeed. I want to talk a little bit about where the show started. I remember attending the very first trade show you did. In fact, at the time, it was called Take Me to Tea back in 2003. And sure. I, think, I think, what did you have, like 40 vendors at the time? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's funny how that story is, has grown or shrunken in depending <laughs> on which way you're looking at it. Um, you know, the very first show we did, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I really was trying to develop the concept and make sure we had a viable product. And, and one of my partners at the time had, had wanted to pick the name. And um, after we did the show, I kind of felt, well, this isn't really the name that we uh, want to grow the show on. But, you know, in retrospect, it worked out great because... If we were to start out the show and said, we're the World Tea Expo from year one, uh, I think it would have been laughable because we weren't at that point. It wasn't until the third or fourth year when we really started getting some of the uh, countries of origin to participate in a robust way and, and getting more of the companies to see that, that, that the tea industry could have its identity and a community of its own, that we were able to create this, this rebranding program and create the World Tea Expo. Um, yeah, and, and the story is funny because the people that were with us that first year, it was, it was actually 65 companies, and we had, I think, 80 booths total. Um, you know, we had a little over 1,100 attendees come to that first show, and it was really it was an exciting time because, um, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen until that first day of the show. And, and when we saw the energy and the excitement of the people, and it being really a, a very small show, um, you know, I knew that we had an opportunity to really build on this and, and, and make it a viable event. It was, a, um, so. it was a fabulous event. I remember attending in 2003, and my tea company was a lot smaller then. And it was such a great time. And then I remember the rebranding and how it was. your rebranding was appropriately timed, changing from the Take Me to Tea to becoming the World Tea Expo, and really being the signature event in this country in terms of all things tea. I, everybody who is anybody goes, and you have to be there. And it's, it's been fabulous to see how much it's grown. How many uh, exhibitors do you have this year? 
Well, we, I think our, our peak was in 2008, and, and certainly in 2009 and 10, people started to cut back on their, on their marketing a little bit. But we're right back about that point of having about 270 companies exhibiting with us and, you know, close to 310 by 10 booths. So, you know, some of these companies take multiple booth spaces, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of the companies take very large booth spaces, uh, depending on, you know, who the target market is. But, um, you know, every year the show's grown very, very well. Uh, over those first couple of years that we were doing the show, we were actually recognized as, as one of the fastest 50 growing of trade events in North America um, in 2006, 8, and 2009. Um, you know, and for a smaller show, yes, it's based on percentage growth, but um, I think we really were one of the top growing shows in the country as far as, uh, you know, where the market's heading. No doubt about it. Actually, a lot of great things grow out of your show. We spoke earlier before we got on the air about the fact that World TX was partially responsible for the birth of steeping around. When I was first pitched the idea to do a show about tea, I was like, who wants to listen to a show about tea? And so I, it was around It was around this time besides last year. You, besides you and me, you mean. Yeah, right, besides you and I. And so I decided, well, you know, I'll, I'll sit on it and I'll think about it. And so... Sometime in June last year when you were doing the show in Vegas, I came, of course, and walking around and talking to some of the people. I spoke to Fresh Cup Magazine as well as some of the other luminaries. We spoke about uh, Michael Spillane, who's sort of the godfather of specialty tea in my eyes, and a few others. And they said, why not you? And the atmosphere and the energy and sort of the the vibe at the World Tea Expo, you know, it, it kind of sets you straight. It goes, you know what? This is a great industry. It's growing. There's got a lot of energy and there's a lot of wonderful things happening. And People who are who are interested in tea should know about this. And having somebody who knows uh, some of the players in the market would be would be well suited to talk about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about why the tea industry has grown so well and many of the trends that we see happening. So stay with us. We'll be right back with George Jage from the World Tea Expo here on Steeping Around. Hello, this is Terry from the Maya Tea Company. You may know my voice from the show Steeping Around. In addition to producing the show, I am also the Maya Tea Sales Representative for the weekly Tucson Farmers Markets. One of my daily rituals is an afternoon pot of tea. Sometimes I need a little push from a strong pot of Yunnan breakfast tea to help me get through the rest of my day. And other times, I like to unwind from a busy day with a steamy mug of relaxing mint tea. The Maya Tea Company makes it easy for me to find the perfect blend to suit my every mood. So, no matter what mood you find yourself in, the Maya Tea Company has the right tea for you. And if you're not lucky enough to live in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, please visit our website at www.mayatea.com where you can browse our large selection of teas from all over the world. Remember, you can save 15% by entering the coupon code STEEP, that's S-T-E-E-P, when checking out. Otherwise, we'll see you at the farmer's markets. And remember, you meet some interesting people when you're steeping around. Here at Steeping Around, I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking 
All Things Tea. Today we really are talking all things tea because we are with president and founder of the World Tea Expo, George Jage, and he is here talking about the preeminent show on tea and all things tea. Thanks for joining us again, George. Thanks, Denise. And uh, we spoke earlier about all of the growth in the tea industry. You know, many estimates say that the tea is going to be somewhere between 12 and 15 billion dollars next year. I think it was something like four billion ten years ago. That's pretty phenomenal growth when you look at it. And you've also talked about how your show has increased in size and attendance and one of the fastest growing shows. What do you think are some of the reasons that's the case? Well, I think there's a lot of different factors that are playing into the growth of the tea industry in the United States, and, and certainly you're aware of this, but uh, some of your listeners may not be, is that tea is obviously the second most consumed beverage in the world, second only to water, but in the United States, it's only seventh. Uh, and, and there's this huge paradox between the fact that this is the most consumed beverage other than water globally, and we're the largest consuming nation, so there's, there's a huge opportunity for growth inherent to the market in the U.S., and certainly North America. Um, and, and that's really where a lot of our, our marketing and media products focus. But um, there has been for, you know, since we started the show in 2003, is, is looking at a lot of the market data and this acceleration of the growth of the industry. Um, it, it's very similar to what's happened in the coffee industry when, when Starbucks and, and people started really creating a specialty and premium product. You know, people are willing to pay a few dollars more or a few cents more to get a premium experience because tea is relatively inexpensive luxury. Um, if not, I mean, very inexpensive luxury. And, and, and the difference and the cost difference that for the consumer to, to enjoy something like what Maya Tea offers or, or many of the other vendors that are at the World Tea Expo, um, you know, it's really not that much more expensive. And, and it's night and day when it comes to quality. So, you know, I think that people are becoming more aware of what premium tea is all about. And we've just been kind of, um, it never really evolved that market, you know, since the, the Second War and Lipton tea bags and everything else. Um, so, so that's one of the big driving factors. You know, two of the biggest population segments in the United States are the millennial generation and the, and the baby booming generation. We have a phenomenal keynote speaker that was one of the founders of the generational marketing studies and, and workplace studies. Uh, Chuck Underwood that's going to be um, uh, talking on Friday night of our expo. And I've listened to him speak a couple times. And, and if you look at what are the core values of each of these generations I mean, and, and, and what they are responding to from a marketing level and what their needs are, I mean, the, the baby boomers truly believe that they're a forever young generation. And they're going to, as, as they're entering the retirement you know, age, they're looking for ways that they can maintain a healthy, vibrant lifestyle. And, and very well, a majority of these people might live into their hundreds. Um, you know, as our, as our life expectancies, you know, extend beyond, and they want to have a quality of a quality of life beyond, um, you know, the 70s and the 80s. I mean, the 80s are going to be the new 60s. I don't know how I they want to spin it, but um, and, and the millennial generation is so globally connected and socially aware, and they, they're really into discovering things and sharing with their friends through social media. So, so let, let's talk about what you think the millennium generation is defined: 18 to 28, right now. Correct, and, and and when you look at that, that generation, yeah, you don't you don't include anything beyond uh, earlier than eighteen years old because they really haven't entered the marketplace and, and, and adulthood yet. Okay, and you feel that they are a strong strong category. Yeah, for I mean it's, it's a huge population segment, and and you know sometimes they're referred to as Gen Y, um, which they don't like being called. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also are sometimes called Echo Boomers, and and saying that this is a can-do generation. 
I'm not sure exactly how old you are, Manish, but I'm going <laughs> to guess that you're probably a Gen Xer like myself. You and I are both Gen Xers. Um, I, I know that to be a fact. <laughs> yeah, and if, if, if you come to the show and you listen to Chuck speak, it's a little bit uh, depressing to listen to how, how we really got the short stick in our generation. <laughs> but nonetheless, we're, 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 we're slowly merging into the power seat of the economy. So we'll make things right at some point for our generation. But if you look at the millennial generation, they are very, as I mentioned, socially and globally connected. And, you know, they have Facebook friends around the world, and they want to share experiences with them on a very organic level. They're concerned about what they're eating. Fair trade's going to be important. Organic's going to be important. Um, I, had the, I had the pleasure of going to visit my friend in uh, California and seeing his daughter, who's seven years old, do a uh, uh, acting play. And they actually wrote their own scripts, and it was, it was just really cute because they had this very cynical skit that they did on, like, the drug commercials that you see on TV. And it's just I'm glad that that generation sees right through that as, as they tell you that this is going to lower your cholesterol, but by the way, it might kill you and cause <laughs> you to, you know, uh, drive, your, drive a truck into a cement pole. And, and so um, I think that, t- you know, people are starting to get back to basics, saying, you know, we can't keep taking pills to solve our health problems. We need to look for natural solutions. Tea's been around for 5,000 years. There's thousands of studies that show how good it is for you. No doubt about it. In fact, uh, later today I get to speak at... Uh the Center of Integrative Medicine, uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Andrew Weil. Of course. Yeah, and so his Center of Integrative Medicine is here in Tucson, and I get the privilege of teaching the tea class along with a, a couple of others who are herbalists for their fellows who attend. Also, I don't know if you know, but I also run three farmer's markets here in Tucson, so we see that getting back to basics up front because that's a growing market too. Farmer's markets and eating local and eating healthy and organic, it's huge. Sure. I was just going to say that whole slow movement, and, and, and I have small children. For me, I mean, you know, um, I'll go way out of my way so that I can get organic, you know, produce and foods and, and make sure that our children are eating stuff that isn't uh, potentially laden with, with pesticides and other things that seem to be causing a lot of health problems with young adults and older adults. I agree, and I do the same thing. One of the things that I, that I saw in your press release to us is also that you are noticing the rise of celebrity tea lines. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, it is, and and you know, I mean, it's it's, it's getting back to that huge disparity in our country. But I mean, um, the reality of the situation is that the masses tend to follow the celebrity, or the celebrities follow the masses and try to get ahead of the trend. Uh, but yeah, you are seeing people like Donald Trump uh, have a tea line. Lady Gaga was, I think, in a bidding war at one point with a couple of tea companies. Uh, Padma from Top Chef, who, which is one of my favorite shows, by the way. She's beautiful, uh, you know, isn't she? she? Yeah, she is. And, and, you know, all of these, all these celebrities are starting to get into tea, and uh, it, it's making it hip, it's making it cool, and that certainly is going to have a big uh, power influence on the millennial generation that tends to be more influenced by celebrity. Indeed. Well, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about the future of World Tea Expo, my time there in the upcoming weeks, and uh, perhaps what we can expect. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson Farmers Markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. 
when I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, Yerba Mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking Yerba Mate for years now, and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, and the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, Yerba Mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest Yerba Mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. Steeping around, I am your host, Vinny Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. So busy today, producer Terry Clark has not joined us, but joined instead by founder and president George Jage of the World Tea Expo. If you happen to have a question regarding tea and regarding the World Tea Expo, email the show. The email is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, you can fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. I suspect you've also got one for the World Tea Expo. Yes, George? We sure do. And actually, uh, if, you, if you want to have some information about the show, info at worldteamedia.com or info at World Tea Expo will get, get you in touch with us. Um, and uh, worldteaexpo.com is our website. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what we've been up to this last uh, six months as well in a second. And we were talking a little bit about the show. It's going to be June 24th through the 26th, so not very far away. I'm sure you've got a sack of things to do, so I really appreciate you joining us. It's in Las Vegas being held at... Uh, Las Vegas Convention Center. Yeah, I love the convention center there. It's a, it's a nice facility. It is, and we're actually over in the South Hall, which is, is, is uh, some of the newest uh, area of the building. And um, You know, last year we were in the same hall. It was really great because you kind of come in and you have this kind of five or six steps that you go down to the convention hall, but it gives you just a great aerial view of, of what's happening on our show floor. Um, you know, the show was just it was slammed from the start to the finish of the show last year. We, we were literally chasing the uh, buyers off the floor at the last day just so we could get the exhibitor crates in. Yes, indeed. I remember that. So there's some a lot of exciting new things that you're doing at the show this year. Tell us some of those things that you've got going on. Well, sure, Manish. Thanks. Thank you, and uh, for the opportunity. And and you know, one of the one of the things we've been doing for the last few years, and we're really excited about, is our new business boot camp. Um, we've seen over the years a number of people that are very interested in coming into the industry, looking for an opportunity to learn uh, a little bit more about what it would take to open up a tea business. And and that's where where we created the new business boot camp. What we've done this year is we've actually broken the new business boot camp down into day one and day two. The first day is really going to be based on more of the business education and what are the different types of business models out there, online, retail, uh, tea bar, you know, a, a tea room, you know, what you should expect, what are some of the challenges and the opportunities with each, as well as some of the stuff that would apply to all those business models as far as procuring and storing tea, um, what are some of the, the ways that you want to market tea differently than, than other products. Uh, but the second day, we're creating our World Origin Tour, and this is really going to be a special opportunity. Um, it, it's going to be a full day of tasting. I'm going to be emceeing it personally with tea superstar Jane Pettigrew, and we will be uh, virtually taking people around the world of tea. We're, we're going to be starting in Sri Lanka, uh, flying to India, then to China, Nepal, Korea, Taiwan, Japan. 
Uh, we'll probably be tasting somewhere between 50 and 60 teas over the eight-hour period. Uh, the lunch that's included will be an international lunch with, with food stations from each of those countries that we're tasting food in. And it's really going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that actually is on the 23rd, one day before the show opens. And one of the other things that we're doing, and I was actually doing an interview this morning with Nation's Restaurant News, um, is we actually have a cooking with tea demonstration. We're taking that off-site from the expo uh, over to one of Charlie Palmer's uh, award-winning restaurants, Oriel, which is at Mandalay Bay. Uh, the chefs are going to take the attendees back into the kitchen. They're going to break them into two groups, one with the dessert chef, one with the uh, head chef. And, and, and they're going to teach them how to cook with tea, both uh, uh, savory and sweet. Uh, they'll switch the groups around, and then all of those attendees get to enjoy a four-course meal prepared by the chefs. That sounds great. In fact, some of what you've talked about is uh, some of the parallels of things that we've done on the show and that we are going to do. We had Robert Wemishner on. He wrote the book along with Diana Rosen on cooking with tea. We've had them both okay. on the show. And then we also have, we just finished a lot of the basics of where all the teas are, just the basic categories. We've gone through them. And then we're probably going to begin in the fall in terms of looking at each of the origins, a lot of the countries that you talked about and the various teas that come from them. So I, uh, I wish I could be there on the 23rd, but my brother is turning 35, and so he's got a big party plan. And I can't, unless I get that party moved to Vegas, I think I'm, I'm not going to be there. time. <laughs> Why not? Now, what's the future for you and the future for the World Tea Expo and, and World Tea Media? What are you planning on doing in the upcoming months after the show is done? You mean, what do I want to get done before the meteor hits in 2012? That's exactly right. No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, everybody. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, we've actually gone through a lot of changes over the last 12 months. And, um, you know, what we've done is we've actually done another rebranding, and you may not be aware of it, but um, uh, we've, we've kind of created a, a kind of a master brand of World Team Media. And because of the fact that we've now relaunched the World Team News, um, which is worldtnews.com. It's an online paid subscription, you know, content site for the industry. Um, we've got, you know, a great new editor, Dan Bolton, who formerly was with uh, Special Coffee Retailer. Yes, I know um, Dan well. Business Journal. And he's a super guy, and he's really, he, he, he's really a great fit for our organization to help build community and really, you know, do a great job with disseminating news. We've, we've you know, and had the opportunity to break a number of uh, key news stories over the last few months. Um, so, you know, we've got the World Tea News. As you know, we do the North American Tea Championship, which is a professionally judged competition for some of the best teas in North America. Uh, we just got done uh, evaluating our iced tea class, which was done in May of, uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, being June 1st and, and National Iced Tea Month, we just released a uh, press release announcing all the winners. You can see it on worldtnews.com or teachampionship.com and, and see who's, who, where the best of the best for the iced teas are in North America for food service and ready to drink. Um, and then we've also been launching a second show based on demand in Philadelphia in September 9th and 10th that will be uh, primarily a regional show marketed to the Northeast Corridor and the Mid-Atlantic States. You know, a lot of the attendees from the East Coast will tend to come to our show every other year, every third year. And, um, you know, people have, have certainly, uh, you know, asked us to bring the show to the East Coast. Vegas works for a lot of reasons, and it's, it's become, you know, uh, part of the show is that we have it in Las Vegas. So we really wanted to offer an opportunity to create a show right about the time where there's still some open to buy for the holiday season, and people can get some at-once immediate business for our exhibitors. Um, we're also obviously going to be marketing heavily to the restaurant and the FDM uh, channels uh, for that show. We're expecting it to be a great show. We'll see what happens with that. It might very well organically become a bigger show than Las Vegas in the future. 
It, it certainly has that opportunity because it's such a large market sure. back east. Philadelphia is actually an exceptional city, and uh, you know it's, it's it's really a great great location for us to hit those target markets and and bring people in from from D.C., Washington, and as far west as Ohio and and Illinois. So we're, we're excited about the opportunity. No doubt. Well, I want to thank you, George, for joining us today and giving us a lowdown on all things about the World Tea Expo. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. I think we're going to have you on the show again afterwards. I spoke to several of your compadres there, and they said that perhaps after things settle down, we may do kind of a recap as far as what uh, what we saw and kind of our assessment of how things went down. Yeah, fantastic. You know, we'll, we'll be more than welcome, uh, welcome you to do a podcast at the show if you want to talk to some of the people in the industry, uh, uh, kind of a, a man-on-the-street type thing. And, and uh, we'd love to, to get back on steeping around, and we're really excited to see what you're doing with uh, this radio program. Yeah, we're going to see where this goes. Well, thank you also for listening to our show. And remember, it's always more fun steeping around with people that you love. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.